0: thebiblelive.com or mail your check for The Bible Live to P.O. Box 18888. That's P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. Welcome
1: to The Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. So we will ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap and hit that speed dial. Cuz here's the host of the Bible Live. Hey, 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 hey your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. So- All
3: right. <laughs> Let's get started. This is the Soapster. Jacob is here with me. John's sitting by the telephones waiting to get your phone call to be a part of the program tonight. 210-340-9585. Uh-uh. 210-340-9585. We're going to continue our discussion of this great Prophet of the Old Testament, Jeremiah.
4: It was a prophet.
3: Yes, indeed. Prophet. Are you going to tell your oh, Jeremiah? Have, I
4: already did that
3: one. Oh, okay. I can't remember. It's from <laughs> year to year you tell that, well, that about told, our I prophets that, are really. I told what?
4: that joke last
3: week. Oh, okay. Yeah,
4: I've been telling you all night. That I, didn't we do that last week? No, you had a premonition. Sophie. Yeah, I it's guess a vision.
3: So. All right, we're reading Jeremiah, so you're having visions. I'm having visions. visions. All right, let me say something to our listeners uh, just okay. real quick, Jacob, before right. we get in, and right. that is, folks, right. as you know, we are coming up to the end of our our Bible reading year. We end up uh, in the book of Revelation at the end of the month of October, so oh, we've got September wow. and October. And uh, if we're going to be able to continue putting the scriptures on the airwaves for our city, for 39 counties of South Texas to let people hear the Bible itself uh, each weeknight – as they settle down for a night's rest, to let God's word be out over our city and our region, uh, the the only major city I know where, like this where a good, clear, modern version of the Scripture is being read in the entire Bible every year. Well, if we're going to continue doing that, we're going to need your assistance. We're going to need you to. To belly up to the <laughs> belly up to the bar. I, I, that's old... uh, You
4: know, it's so funny you said that because I was going to say, as you're laying down the rest or going out to get a beer. You
3: know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. We're going to need folks to you, to you to join with us in that passion, oh. in that vision. We've. Uh, for many years, seventeen, eighteen years now, we've been trying, putting the Bible every year, and uh, somehow the Lord makes it happen. Twenty
4: four, but who's going?
3: He brings his people along to to do it, to make it happen, wow. and and uh, so we um, we we just want you to know uh, that if we if we're going to continue, we really need uh, many of you. Uh, you know, we're not talking about. Uh, Anybody giving away their life savings or anything like that, but there, there, there are thousands of us listening to the scriptures and enjoying the scriptures. Maybe you would be willing to uh, pitch in with us uh, in, in our program itself. If you listen to the end of the program here and, and the the the, uh, the uh, promotion that just just finished running, it gives our our uh, P.O. box and it tells where you can send your check. It's a tax exempt. A tax deductible donation each year and if you'd like to help us out if god puts that on your heart this passion to help restore the scriptures to our culture to our nation and at least to our city that we live in i i pray that you might consider it and join with us uh it, it's not like a lot of money it just takes a lot of us probably uh giving uh a little bit it it's um uh if it would help you to know exactly how much money we're talking about I guess I could tell you or you just um, you know give us a call and ask I am not uh I'm not like um not it's not that I'm uncomfortable with the idea of giving and letting people know we need help if you want to participate with us obviously is optional and uh, we're not promising God's blessings or anything, but uh, we're not tr- we're not on that kind of a trip here. But we are saying that if we're going to do it again, put the scriptures on the airways. We do need a lot of folks to chip in a little bit. And so, uh, if you'd like to do that, uh, listen to the end of the program. You'll hear our our uh, PO box. It's a one followed by four eights, eighteen eight eighty eight, and it's San Antonio, Texas, seven eight two one eight if you'd like to enclose a gift and send it along we'll send you that receipt and a thank you and then we'll be closer to our goal of being able to keep the scriptures on the airwaves here uh in San Antonio and South Texas so that's all I want to say just to let you know it's a reality it's not begging or prying you or or you know <laughs> thank you John <laughs> John just um, sent a quarter over our way so that's that's really Nice of you, John. I think I. Yeah, that is a quarter. That's good, John. Good for you. It would take a lot of us, a whole lot of us, if we're going to do it a quarter at a time. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, yeah, it could be done. Depends on what God puts in, his, in you know, people's the, hearts. You know, I hear
4: a true story happened here in San Antonio a few years back. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a guy that was trying to be a comedian, and it says, and he paid his taxes in cash by mailing quarters to the IRS. And. <laughs> <laughs> and they prosecuted him and ended up spending a couple of years in jail. Okay.
3: That's a good idea. We could prosecute our listeners if we, if they don't. <laughs> uh, we
4: that, could prosecute John for giving us a quarter. Yeah. That, yeah.
3: Well, yeah, the IRS but would do probably. Do understand
4: why he did that, though? Uh, no. <laughs> because he's trying to make a joke and it says you can pay by the quarter. <laughs> uh, oh, I and, like that. But the funny thing is they charged him. This is a true story. They charged him with uh, interfering with the IRS and and he said well I was just joking but he still got prosecuted
3: Uh, well it's the world we live in isn't it that's the kind of uh, culture we uh, have today Uh, and you should know that better than anyone else with that lawyers mind that you have well let's go to our scriptures tonight we're gonna look at Jeremiah the last part the last half of the book we're going to look at uh, this prophet. He's called the weeping prophet. He prophesied uh, those 40 years leading up to the downfall of Jerusalem in 586 B.C. Uh, Jeremiah was there pleading and, and preaching and calling on the people to repent, to turn back to God. To And he was even telling them, don't rebel against Nebuchadnezzar. Take, take the punishment that God has, his but judgment. How
4: would you know if you were there at the time? How would you know that Jeremiah is right? We looking back on this, we say, "Hey, he turned out the guy was right." Yeah, but how do we know if you're standing at of time? How do you know he's right? Good question. Oh, it's an excellent
3: question. It really is, and and I was hoping uh, you
4: had an excellent answer. <laughs> of
3: course, he's preaching, and, and we talked about this even before the program, and some last week as well. His all of his preaching falls in line with. With what the people of
4: Israel knew about God, right? He knew well, about His commandments. I think there you go, uh, because His stuff is in line with the Torah.
3: And there are the preachers. Jeremiah was there, not alone. Yeah, there he, were other Jeremiah prophets. Jeremiah was
4: not alone. That's correct.
3: And, he, and there were other preaching. Some of preaching. the names
4: are mentioned in Jeremiah.
3: Yeah, he says they were saying, "Hey, we're safe. There's no problem right. about this. We're good to right. go. We're going to be all right." Jeremiah is all washed up. He's wrong. We are like a we're like a, a meat being cooked, a stew being cooked, and we're we're in protected inside this pot that they. That That's was sorry. their imagery, oh, sure. and that we're and that Jerusalem wouldn't fall because you know God is committed to us, and so yeah, you're right. It, it, Jeremiah was saying something went against the uh, the voices and many other voices and opinions. It seems like Jeremiah is so interesting to me because Jacob. I see a lot of parallels between the time of Jeremiah. And, and, and the, the culture was coming apart. There was a great division in, among the people. There were some. There was a remnant that believed Jeremiah and obeyed Jeremiah and responded to Jeremiah's teaching. But, but the culture was headed the other direction altogether. And uh, it, it, it reminds me of some of what we're looking at in our culture today. Uh, and, and, it, and it's not political, ultimately. And it, it's It's spiritual. Uh, It has to do with with uh, obeying God, obeying God's commands, commitment to Him, to serving God, and being faithful to God. Uh, And and they just they just weren't there. That Jeremiah had pled, he pleaded with them, he begged them, he threatened them, he did everything. To try to to have that influence to call them back to repentance, and they just weren't going to do it. And finally, God told him, "Don't even pray for these people anymore." The, you know, the, the you know, turn out the lights. The party is over. Well, you know, if it's- we
4: if we believe all this, and I, of course we sh- I mm-hmm. think you should. But mm-hmm. um, if you believe all this, then it's very easy to identify the same conduct in our modern society, and where is the people saying no we got to return here because if you, if this is true if he's saying this is the what's wrong then we seems like we can identify if we can identify mm-hmm. the same conduct then are we looking at the same results
3: well let's talk about that let, okay. let, what were the patterns that we saw in Israel in the time of Jeremiah i just mentioned a couple of things that were similar and that uh, the, the 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 nation was divided. there was a great schism there was a great abandonment of God and his commands why? but just keep it on your spiritual level. okay there were some people committed to obeying God's commands uh-huh. but evidently the great majority of people were not committed mm-hmm. the, and, and, and beyond that there was a, there was a sizable percentage. A sizable portion of the population of Israel at that time is not just that they were not committed to following God's commands. They opposed it. They actively How, opposed Okay, that's it. what I'm trying to get to. How did they
4: oppose it? Well, we look at the, uh, some women. I remember. Oh, no. In, no but aside from that, okay. give me a, a general statement if you can. Well, there were a number of ways. Oh, it'll uh, be easy for you to name one. They killed, <laughs> they murdered children. Uh, And why would they do something like that? That's a good question. That's I've got lots of good questions.
3: I know they were being influenced (laughs) by the the godless pagan cultures around them, or false gods. False. Oh, there you go. That's demanded and required. Either
4: either no gods mm -hmm. or false gods.
3: And do you think that that was the only reason? Do you think that some of them did it? Was it purely, absolutely religious, or was it like in our era? We're killing millions of babies in our own culture, in this America, which was founded on God's commandments and laws. We've killed now, what, 70 or more, 70 million more?
4: Yes, and as I told you before the show, we're pikers compared to China.
3: Yeah, that's true. But on the other hand, as I told you before the show – May, maybe God holds us to a higher standard because we have God's commands oh, and God's I laws. And I
4: must tell you, I respect your position and thoughts on
3: that. I know that, I, 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 and it's wrong anywhere, as you said. You think the Chinese don't know it's the wrong Chinese to kill their know babies? Not to
4: kill their babies? Yeah,
3: they know that. But but anyway, I'm just saying we may be being held to a higher standard there because uh, we know yeah. we have God's laws,
4: okay, uh, like I, the people of Israel I, did too. I see, I see your logic. <laughs> But there's one we 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 are doing that same well, thing. Well, actually, that brings in your question number two for tonight, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. And yes. you asked me if I was what going to ask a, a question. Why don't I ask? Segway. What
3: was the horrible sin that Judah allowed to happen in the Valley of the Son of Hinnom, uh, and and that was this very sac- human sacrifice, burning well, let's infants.
4: Just take a look. at That it was thirty-two. What?
3: Burning of 32, verses 34, 35. Yes, that's a wonderful passage. You get God's – God actually, through the prophet, speaks to that, uh, and he actually says how incredibly wicked that was. God says <laughs> – "What? where are those verses? Let me well, find them. Well,
4: in chapter 32, and actually, I know how you like to read preface verses. Uh-huh. Maybe you could start at, uh, let's say, 33.
3: My people have turned their backs on me, God says, and have refused to return. Even though I diligently taught them, they would not receive instruction or obey. They have set up their abominable idols right in my own temple, defiling it. They have built pagan shrines to Baal in the valley of Ben-Hinnom. And there they sacrificed their sons and daughters to Moloch. I have never commanded such thing. God says such a horrible deed. It never even crossed my mind to con- to command such a thing. What an incredible evil causing Judah to sin so greatly. It, what's astounding to me that 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 that, son, that sin is so corrupt and so perverse that God says. I never even crossed my mind that you would do something like that. Kill your own children.
4: Well, as I mentioned to you earlier, I said, you know, uh, it starts actually in Genesis 5, 6. One of the issues is they were killing their children, eliminating the children. They stopped having children Mm -hmm. because they wanted to concentrate on wealth, accumulation of life, sex, but they didn't want the babies. So society from the beginning, there's always been a segment of society that always wanted to kill their young. It goes on in Exodus. It went on. It's in China. It's around the world. There's uh, killing of the young. And so every society has seemed to have to deal with this problem. Now – Can I just quickly throw in the fact – I not have it any other way. I listened to this debate the other
3: night, and and Joe Biden, his Democratic debate, he even – they're doubling down on the idea of killing and it's not just now the the preborn oh, it's true. we we've got to be able to kill children after even after well, the woman can decide really, after that's
4: exactly what i was more concentrating on not mm-hmm. just an abortion that's one issue mm-hmm. but then after they're actually independently born i can't understand in my mind how after a child's independently born somebody could make a decision to extinguish it I don't understand that.
3: Well, we're we're justifying it in our culture today by the woman. The woman can do that.
4: Which woman? I mean, I want her name. the, I want the her mother.
3: Names. Yeah, I know. <laughs> who gave – it just – who says – who gave – you know, it's my body. I, this, is not, this is a baby. A child is well, growing within you.
4: Well, let's I, say I, after the baby's born, let's say this. I know of no other realm of anywhere in America – where one person can determine if another person can can live. be
3: killed or
4: can live or not. Yeah, I agree. You stepped on my line. Oh no, I know. I was. I No, you wanted to finish you. it because you were so enthralled. <laughs> you're you're so passionate. You want to say it.
3: About, yeah, yeah, but, so, but
4: but. that's my point. Yeah. But here's what they were doing. So they were taking this god. We'll call it Moloch. Uh-huh. Actually, that's not the god's name. That's a. Play on, it's a Hebrew play on words, uh-huh. uh, because the word in Hebrew for king is melech. So they're saying it's basically your king, but they're mm-hmm. misspelling it on purpose, molech. But that's not the name of the god. Uh-huh. But this, they would, they would heat it up. Its arms and hands would become just so hot. Mm. And then they would put the babies on the arms and hands of the god. Now, the baby was already born. We're not talking about an abortion. We're talking yeah. about a baby that's independently alive. And the baby would scream and cry. And they would have these, the so-called priests of this Molech pound on drums. The more screaming, the louder the drumming. Because that way nobody could hear it. And somewhere in this perverted religion was the idea that if you can kill a child, especially your firstborn, especially the male, if you can do that, then God, the Molech, would be satisfied and bring economic blessings to you. Now, I must say, that is a common theme that I hear about people not... Wanting their yeah. children these days because they're talking about their economic blessings. Yeah, well, we have we worship.
3: Uh, uh, it may be a different God now. It's the God of of environmentalism and global warming and global weather change and and they're using that. You know, people we can't stand uh, just as what Joe Biden and maybe maybe many of our listeners didn't listen. To Joe Biden, I would think they, almost nobody. Almost nobody listened because our, well, their ratings is, were not,
4: not that. That might not be the politics, but it went on for seven, yeah, seven hours. hours on CNN. And it, it, maybe you missed this,
3: folks, that Joe Biden actually said, "Is if I'm president, as soon as I'm president, I'm going to remove that restriction that we have on other countries that we will not support abortions in their country because our population is growing so much that we're the whole planet's going to die if we don't cut down on the population." In and so, his solution for cutting down the population is uh, and go to these poor uh, other countries, the poor and so on uh, underdeveloped countries, and allow those women to abort you know pay for their abortions so that they can we you know they don 't have to have these babies and so again it 's the, the god of convenience the god of uh, of money, and we can 't afford these babies and all this sort of thing it 's that same spirit that you 're just talking about. Okay, that's one thing that was alive and functioning in the time of Israel—a yeah. great sin, and, we, and it says very clearly that God judged them uh, greatly. Even used another pagan, godless empire to judge Israel, yeah. and uh, you know that's just a reality. What, what else was there going on there? How, how about the the, uh, the 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 worship of Ishtar? Uh, it says here, we looked at this passage, uh, where was that? Well, we did mention
4: it, I we, started,
3: yes, huh? Yeah, we had the, the women said, we're we, we're not going to, and, and this was. talking about your number, question number 18. Yeah. I, I don't know which question it was, but we. 18. Instead of obeying, obeying Jeremiah's prophetic words as he reminded them of God's commands, what did Johanan lead the remnant of Israel to do? No, I'm looking at the one about women. Eighteen, isn't it? In Egypt, there was a group of women, and this is interesting because with the women's movement today and feminism and, you know, uh, this extreme idea of feminist movement and all that sort of thing. uh, What group of Jews in particular talked back to Jeremiah? They mocked God and promised to continue
4: worshiping the queen of heaven, which is Ishtar. Uh, well, it is Ishtar, it, but I don't think we can – and and there's a kind of a crossover here. Certainly, these women are saying something about the Queen of Heaven. Mm-hmm. Queen of Heaven later become Asherah in some societies, but it is Ishtar. But it's important to know what Ishtar was. Ishtar, we know, is in Babylon, but it has – the same god has different names, different societies, cultures. Mm-hmm. But Ishtar had a very unique feature. Ishtar was, I wouldn't actually call it a hermaphrodite. I would call it a transgender, transgender. because it could actually. So this, this stuff is not new at all. Here's a God, a female God, that could also be male. It could have relations as a woman, relations as a man. So it had the ability to, to change. Uh, and so there, it did have that. Now, that was known as the queen of Heaven. Isn't that interesting?
3: And these women, they mocked God, and they promised, and they said, "You, you think we've been doing this on our own, Jeremiah? We've done this with the full knowledge of our husbands, our men. They're behind this." So that that's another aspect of the culture and the, the sexual perversion uh, that that was a characteristic of that era. And they they weren't just sort of ignoring ignoring God's commands or ignorant of God's commands. They were actually opposing, intentionally uh, saying, God, we're, we don't care what you think. We're going to do that. And we see that kind of spirit active in our own culture as well in, in terms – in all things sexual, whether it's – no matter what perversion you might want to pick Poverse, out, yeah. they're all versions of it uh, uh, alive and well in our own culture today as well. So these things aren't new. You're right. They're not –
2: it's the a
4: constant repeating. Actually, I can easily tie all the way back to early Genesis before Noah and the flood. And In fact, I must say that isn't there a spot in Matthew where Jesus says something in, in the Christian scriptures about in a time, uh, it'll be like the days of Noah.
3: That's right. And you have something to say about that that I never realized before because in the time of Noah... There were no babies, right?
4: They were extinguishing all the young. Not Mm -hmm. the bad guys were, not the good guys.
3: We're going to talk about that when we come back. It may be a surprise to you to learn this about the time of Genesis and the time of the flood and the judgment of God. 210-340-9585. We'll be right back.
5: Well, like you say, Dr. Shelton is a dentist for a lifetime. He's got the latest technology. He's busy, but I've never had to wait. And I never dread going to the dentist. In fact, he and his staff are so personable that I actually rather enjoy it.
3: Go to DrShelton.com or call
1: 590-7878. One day, God will soothe every hurt, heal every wound, and wipe away every tear. Welcome to today's encouragement from Our Daily bread. Our reading was written by Adam Holes, and it's titled, When We Know Who Wins. My supervisor is a huge fan of a certain college basketball team. This year, they won the national championship. So another co-worker texted him, congratulations. The only problem was, my boss hadn't yet had a chance to watch the final game. He was frustrated, he said, knowing the outcome beforehand. But, he admitted, at least when he watched the game, he wasn't nervous when the score stayed close to the end. He knew who won. We never really know what tomorrow will hold. Some days can feel mundane and tedious, while other days are filled with joy. Still, other times, life can be grueling, agonizing even, for long periods of time. But despite life's unpredictable ups and downs, we can still be securely grounded in God's peace because like my supervisor we know the end of the story we know who wins revelation the bible's final book lifts the curtain on that spectacular finale after the final defeat of death and evil john describes a beautiful victory scene where god makes his home with his people and wipes every tear from their eyes in a world with no more death or mourning or crying or pain on difficult days We can cling to this promise. No more loss or weeping. No more what-ifs or broken hearts. Instead, we'll spend eternity together with our Savior. What a glorious celebration that will be. Today's encouragement was provided by Our Daily Bread Ministries. There
0: are benefits to being an AM 6:30 The Word Fan Club member, like exclusive contests and discounts to events like Countdown 2020 with Dennis Trager and Sebastian GARCIA. Plus, tell us your birthday and on your birthday you'll get presents in your inbox, including a gift basket from Southwest Exteriors, an oil change from Belden Automotive, and truffles from Alamo City Chocolate Factory. Sign up now at AM630theword.com. Sponsored by Southwest Exteriors and AM
2: 630, The Word. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. Taylor Swift has just released her seventh studio album, Lover. And as many predicted, the album's sales are through the roof. In just 48 hours, Lover has the most sales of any album released so far in 2019. Desperate people find faith, so now I pray to Jesus too. This collection of 18 tracks largely veers away from the singer's past dark vibes and steps into lighter, more vibrant shades. And, as is common for Taylor, it gets personal. We hear many songs about love and loss. That said, some lyrics also include suggestive and sensual references, as well as allusions to drugs, alcohol, and a handful of profanities. See our full review at PluggedIn.com radio. I'm Bob Oleszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In.
0: Find out more about your favorite programs and the ministries on AM630 The Word by going to the program guide at am630theword.com. There, you'll get connected to the ministry website, email, and phone number. Plus, find out when your favorite show airs on the program guide at am630theword.com.
4: Dear, so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know the saith the Lord.
5: You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
0: trust in Jesus just to trust his cleansing blood and
6: all
3: right we are back and of course um, we're talking about the book of Jeremiah we're talking about the fact that of course sorry, we sorry. we we can't just talk about serving God and obeying him you know, we, we, and trusting God we've talked we've Trust and obey. The, the, the two words go together. Uh, we can't talk about we are people of faith if we're not willing and, and eager and desiring to obey God. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. Faith and obedience go together in the biblical formula. Uh, well, let's take a look at some. For sure. What,
4: okay. Did, did you want to talk to uh, take a call? or? Let's do that. We better do that
3: before we go too far. We want to talk. I think Harold... Is our first caller tonight calling in? He's on line one. Harold, how are you tonight? Thanks for calling.
6: Well, I'm doing. I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty good. I'm oh, glad hey, to hear thanks it.
4: Thanks for calling, Harold.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> come on, Harold, get, get up, upbeat. Oh, yeah. Let's Tell go. Let's hear on. it.
3: Uh, but, well, but the passage we're talking about tonight is kind of a hard passage, isn't it?
6: Uh, well, you're talking about the children, and you're talking about the sacrifices of the children, mm-hmm. and and you're also saying things about abortion, and even after children are born. And I have come across some Jewish literature <laughs> that it uh, says, and I'll just read it outright it says, the very first of the Torah's, but it, s- it says 1600 commandments, is addressed to the couple be fruitful and multiply feel the earth yes and master it genesis 128 yes now i'm not now it, there's a reason it says 613 uh, maybe a rabbi I could figure it out or maybe even jacob i uh-huh. shouldn't say even but compared to the ten but they're all from what i understand the 10 if they're written out there might be 613 and you know there's something else i wanted to say um I guess it'd be all right. Uh, Sure. So, uh, you know, you know, my wife and I, you know, I've talked a lot about my my son, Harold, but there's, you know, there's things that y'all don't know. I said, you know, when Dana was, when we were first trying to have him, oh, the very first time she was pregnant, it's like, we have the name. We know, we didn't see, we don't have documentation, but we fell in our hearts that it was going to be a girl. And it was a real, real feeling. Uh-huh. And it's six or eight months. I mean, six or eight weeks. And Abigail Grace Campbell was going to be her name.
3: <laughs> yeah.
6: So, you know, so... And then she had a miscarriage. And then, honestly, she had another miscarriage. Uh-huh. And then, of course, the story is we do have Carol now. Yes. And, and there's still something else that just bothers the heck out of me is that, you know, there's so many, oh, I shouldn't even use the word sex. There's, there's you know, two male and two female people having, um, you know, children one way or the another, uh-huh. or another, you know, two women, two men, mm-hmm. and there still has to be something in the Word of God for the parents of those people. I'm not talking about the parents of the child. I'm talking about the parents of their gay children going through these steps to yeah. have this child. Yeah. And and not to say this child is not gonna be a great and probably will be a great human being. My own grandfather didn't have my dad till he was fifty four. You know, so yeah. and he was born in eighteen eighty three. I mean so it it matters but it doesn't matter. If the child is born your name moves on. It carries on through the child. But, you know, this Word of God just has to be bigger than we can put our arms around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, it just has to work for everyone somehow. You know, it's, it. it you, know, you just can't say, well, you did this, you're going to heaven. You do this, you're going to hell. There has to be, and possibly those things could be true. I'm not saying they're not. But there, that book is big enough that People that know how can put things together so we can live together somehow. And that's basically all I want to say. And that uh, I forgot who you said that was running for president. That would be a good line right there, the very first commandment. I don't know if he's Jewish or not, but it doesn't say commandment. But the first thing God said. To Adam
3: and Eve. Be fruitful and multiply. And he said the same thing to yes. Noah after the uh, after the judgment of the flood. He said the same thing yeah. again. Be fruitful, multiply. God's plan. Exactly. What does that mean? Well, it says that they have children, expand, grow, and God's plan for them to spread out over the globe. He intended
4: there to be people groups. Why does it say fruitful and multiply? Oh, you tell me.
3: <laughs> that's, that's an easy thing. question. I'm going to let you please? answer
4: that one, Jacob. Yeah, it's two things. It's not being redundant. Mm-hmm. Fruitful is have children. Mm-hmm. Multiply is teach them right from wrong. Don't just drop them like a bunch of little eggs and run mm-hmm. away. You have your babies. You're fruitful. But you must teach them. In other words, they were saying God's mm-hmm. laws, mm-hmm. but right from wrong. So you got to be fruitful and multiply the right. That
3: the right entire kids. commandment was given in the context of God talking to these people as it as His people, as His followers. They're they want, they're interested in knowing Him and following Him and obeying Him, and He's saying, I want you to be fruitful and then multiply the people of God. Mm-hmm. Would that I mean, make sense, well, what I'm saying there? Not just I the human race in general, but sense. the people of God. You Go ahead, Harold, what were you saying?
6: Yes, well, well, uh, the last thing I wanted to say, I should say, I I do have a book with Rabbi Joseph K. Luskin, I think I'm trying to say. That's... His uh Jewish writings and stuff uh-huh. literacy, and so you know the, they do spend a, you know the Jewish people do spend a lot of time looking at these things, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying the Christians don't, but they have a perspective right, and it's keeping me busy I'm telling you, it's keeping me busy and uh you know I love the Christian faith also, mm-hmm. and uh I'm just one guy in the middle of nowhere, I feel like sometimes, but Anyway, I better let you run so you can get back on. But, you know, there's got to be a way. This book's big enough. That's what I say. Good for you, Harold.
3: Good to hear from you tonight. Uh, uh, Do you have a response to Harold's idea there? I'm not quite sure I get the idea of of this book is big enough. I'm not sure. I don't think what he's saying is that the world is big enough for people who uh, love God and honor God and want to obey God, and for people who don't love God, who oppose God and want to do things other way. I'm not sure if that's what he's saying, that uh, we can all just kind of get along. Is that the idea, is that we're supposed to just co- coexist, God's people? Uh, and we do. And there's no doubt about it that we coexist on the planet, in it, it, they're... They're believers and non-believers. They're people who love God, want to, God's Word, and they want to honor it. They want to uh, to obey it, and they believe that, that God is there, and, so, and there are people who don't. And there are actually people who actually oppose the idea of God and the, and the Scriptures and God's commands. They don't want to make up their own ideas. And obviously, we coexist. We all live here on planet Earth. But... Do you think a society, a culture, can hold together, you know, a house divided against itself, as Lincoln said, and quoting the Scriptures, actually. A lot of people don't know. Lincoln <laughs> quoted the Scriptures in that passage. A house divided against itself cannot stand. You know, Jesus himself was the, the author of that in the New Testament. Uh, can, can we? Can a culture, can a society... Now, we read about Israel here in the time of Jeremiah. These same things were taking place, this uh, sexual perversion, the killing of children, the lowering well, of the make, value of life. Can you
4: live next door to somebody comfortably that's killing their children? Can you do that? I may I may actually do that without even knowing it. No, no, I'm talking about if you know it. The, the, these kids getting killed at this valley of ben uh-huh. um Everybody knew what's going on. So let's say your next door neighbor, God forbid, is killing their children in a human sacrifice. Can you can you make peace with that? Can you coexist with that? You know that bumper sticker you see all the time. It's got all those uh, it coexists, yeah. yeah. When I was younger, I used to think, oh, that's a wonderful thing. I like that idea. I was young. Can't we all just get along? Yeah. And, and I don't like it now. I cannot coexist with a society that enslaves. Uh people and women, and it'll still allow slavery. I cannot coexist with that. I cannot make peace if I make peace with them, then i'm allowing it and going along with it i can't
3: I get it I do and that's the biggest struggle we have I think as god 's people is that there's a line somewhere that is drawn about you know we don't we don't kill people caught up in these activities anymore uh whether it's aborting and killing children or or uh, sexual perversions of all kinds and and so we, that's not we don't you know that was in the scriptures in in, in Israel in that era and that time that was seen to be harmful and dangerous and well, it's it
4: pretty clear to me that the first thing that the sections we're doing tonight that God laid out some fundamental deals. He says, I don't like you killing your children. I won't allow it. That was the final straw that broke the camel's back, mm-hmm, if you will. Right. Number two, in chapter 32, I guess it is, uh, he also talks about the famous passage, and it's quoted in Hebrews chapter 8 eight through 10. Mm-hmm. I shall put my law in their hearts. So he's saying, I don't like killing your children. Uh, I put my law in your hearts. Now, I always found that an interesting verse in the mm-hmm. Christian scriptures in yes, the yes. Testament because I've uh, it's interesting that like God nobody told God his laws were not needed anymore what's he doing I'm putting them in their hearts in the, in the <coughs> New right. Testament the Christian mm-hmm. scriptures mm-hmm. If, uh, and I'm thinking, wait a minute! I thought I've heard from so many people. Oh no, we're past the laws; we don't need that anymore. Mm. And yet, evidently, nobody told God that His laws weren't required.
3: Extremely anymore. wrong to to preach that and to proclaim that as coming from God's word. Oh,
4: but the, so you got that. So that, and then you've got the section coming up about uh, actually about uh, your. You see, what question was that? Um, your question four. The other thing he addresses real quick—that's in chapter thirty-four.
3: Slavery, yes, indeed. That was they kind of had an on again, off again battle with this because at one time they heeded Jeremiah's preaching, and uh, someone made a decision to do away with the slavery to free the the men and women, right? Mm-hmm. And and then God.
4: Well, God's laws require— Commends them for it. There's only two ways. Let's just quickly review. There's only two ways you can be a quote-unquote slave. Probably a bad choice of words as mm-hmm. we take it. But there's only two ways to be a slave in the Bible. God does not allow capturing somebody and making him a slave. You either want a thief and you can't pay back what you stole. So you've got to work what uh, the price of what you stole. If it's 100 bucks. So you've got to work off 100 bucks.
3: And as you do that, the person that you stole from is— is required to, to teach, you the Torah. teach you the Torah and help you when you are well, paid you're your free. debt, that's right. help you to get back right. to be but self-sufficient
4: so you don't have to steal again. That's, that's absolutely true. But the two ways you become <clears throat> a slave is, one is that you are a thief, or two, you borrowed some money for some endeavor, and you're going to work for that period of time to work that off. So that's the two ways. Now what's happening in uh, chapter 34, verses uh, 12 through 17, it actually comes up, and, uh, and he's saying, look, I, you set off your—the uh, covenant that God said is no matter what they owe, no matter what they owe in the seventh year, they're free. So let's say they still owe another $5,000. bucks. 7th year, though, that's a freedom. So they're free at that time. Let's just take a look. It's chapter 34, and it's verses 12.
3: I think he says about the maximum time was
4: six years. I mean, well, let's do, why don't we read and see what it says instead of just thinking? Uh, chapter, verse 12? That's chapter 34, verse 12 through 17. Verse 12. Okay, so the Lord gave them this
3: message through Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I made a covenant with your ancestors long ago when I rescued them from their slavery in Egypt. I told them that every Hebrew slave must be freed after... S-
4: After uh, serving six years in the seventh year, right? And at the beginning, actually, it says in the beginning of the seventh year, yes. But your ancestors
3: paid no attention to me. Recently, you repented and did what was right, following my command. You freed your slaves and made a solemn covenant covenant with me in the temple that bears my name. But – I'm sorry. But now you have shrugged off your oath and defiled my name by taking back – the men and women you had freed, forcing them to be slaves once again.
4: So so that's one of the things he did not like. But he's starting off as saying, I don't like, I don't want you killing your children. I want my laws in your heart, and I don't allow you to take people back as slaves. Let's say a guy owes, example, let's say he owes $6,000. Okay. And let's say in the sixth year, he uh, he still owes six thousand bucks, so he's not going to be able to pay it off. Right. So he but he still must be set free at the end of the second year or beginning of the seventh year. So what happens is they're not doing that. They're t- they're releasing and them taking them back, and that is a violation. Slavery by t- taking another human being and making him your slave. Is a hundred percent forbidden by God in the Bible. Well, look what
3: God says about that. He says, therefore, on the basis of that decision they took to disobey God's laws and bring people back under slavery. Uh, This is what the Lord says, since you have not obeyed me by setting your countrymen free, I will set you free to be destroyed by war, disease, and famine. You will be an object of horror to all the nations of the earth because you have broken the terms of our covenant. I will cut you apart just as you cut apart Mm, Is that division we're talking about? Cut apart the calf when you walk between its halves to solemnize your vows. Yes, I will cut you apart, whether you are officials of Judah or Jerusalem, court officials, priests, or common people, for you have broken your oath, and I will give you to your enemies, and they will kill you. Your bodies will be food for the vultures and wild animals. And
4: this isn't a passage (gasps) about one particular type of offense, and that's the offense of slavery. Slavery.
3: And I wonder uh, what would be the equal of that in our own culture today? Are we, are we, binding people in debt and in and obligation and, and so on? Uh, is that is that would be that the equivalent, or what? Would that be something that would be binding on us as as a, as a society or as people who know the laws of God? Well, today? that's
4: why originally they had set up in the Constitution something about bankruptcy. Because every so often, a person is so overwhelmed by debt, they can no longer be free. So they actually said it in our Constitution that a person can go bankrupt and extinguish their debts. So the, the it was meant to be that kind of a reflection.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that people don't live in bondage mm-hmm. to to financial debt and, and to, essentially slavery. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe that would have an application for these times in which we live as well. Well, we, we see the difficulty. We see the the struggles. We see. I think uh, maybe our listeners don't see. Maybe if you obey, uh, if you agree or disagree, we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to call, uh, uh, is is our culture coming apart? It, are are we in danger of as a society? Who knows God's laws? Who was founded in, in, on the laws of God and the the uh, the Scriptures? The the Bible uh, has been the basis for the fountain of uh, Western culture and civilization, and we do seem now to be. Turning, coming apart at the seams, dividing, as the scripture said, dividing like like you divided that that heifer when they walked between him when they took the vow. Uh, we are a nation divided, a, sol- a society divided. We we've, we've got all of these these particular areas of disobedience that the scriptures talk to the la- lack of respect and and for for life, uh, crime and violence, and then of course abortion. Uh, being a part of that, the sexual perversion of of God's plan for children and family, and so on. Our family's coming apart. Uh, are, are we, are we, are we subject to the same judgment of God? Is He going to? It just seems difficult. I, I was thinking about this this last week. If God is God, the same God. Uh, uh, You know, then and now as well, his priority is his righteousness, his people walking in righteousness and holiness, and obeying his commands. And we're not doing it. It, uh, it, Is he in some way going to hold us accountable as well? It will, uh, even from um, either from an enemy from outside, like China or Iraq or nuclear attack or something, uh, Korea, uh, or from are we going to be uh, torn apart and judged from internal? Strife, uh, maybe, maybe our country was going to be uh, lose our freedoms oh, and lose I our. I got to know for me. Uh-huh. I got to know
4: very fundamentally what it is I'm supposed to do, what I'm not supposed to do, and I can't just go by my feelings. I can't go by what I think is right and wrong. For me, I need to know. Let's say there really is a God. Let's say mm-hmm. there really is a Bible. Let's say this really is a created thing of God there 's there 's a great old Jewish poem that I really like to say that there 's a God in the world is to say the same is as fallacious as saying there 's a dream and a dreamer because mm-hmm. without the dreamer, there is no dream, so this is really god 's world god 's dream but the point is is I need to know i can't i can 't just go out and say right and wrong because that leaves people in a never never land. And I, I, I personally have learned that if people go out and if I say that, then the first person that comes along, a false religion, can come along and say, this is what God meant. Yeah. And if you don't know any better, you'll say, oh, that's what he meant. Okay, I'll buy that. And, that's, and that, too, happened to Jeremiah's time. I sure does.
3: Because Jeremiah wasn't acting. Uh, it, one reason they call him the weeping prophet is he was he was rejected. He was insulted. Uh, his his sermon. Uh, the king called for him to come and, and deliver his message, and he would read a page, and the king Zedekiah would tear up the page of his sermon. There was such disrespect for God's laws and His commandments, and yet Jeremiah was not alone. There were all kinds of other prophets in his time as well saying, oh no, God's not going to judge well, let's us. let's take a
4: look at chapter 41 of Jeremiah. Okay. Chapter it 41. There's a guy, uh, his name is Gedalia. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, he's assassinated because he goes along and he says, he tells him, he tells one of the bad guys, you cannot do this, you're accusing him falsely. What it says is in uh, 41 2, Ishmael, the son of uh, Nathaniah uh-huh. uh, and ten of the men struck down Gedaliah, son of Acha- a- Achaiachim, uh-huh. son of Shephan. Now, they killed him. Now, he was a guy that was trying to say and do the right thing.
3: Gedaliah, or, or as you said, what did you say? Gedaliah. Gedaliah, Gedalia, okay. okay.
4: However you like it, I don't uh-huh. care. But uh, <clears> the <throat> point is, is, this is going to be interesting to you. Do you know? Among the Orthodox, this killing of him is still commemorated every year. Do you know? It's a rabbinical thing. It's not biblical, but it's rabbinical. They have a fast of this guy to remember that he was righteous, that he was teaching right, and he was killed.
3: Right, exactly. He was teaching right. He was following Jeremiah's instructions as he received them from the Lord and they sent these 10 guys and they suddenly jumped up drew their swords and killed him whom the king of babylon had appointed governor and uh that sealed their fate pretty much because the the king of babylon did not like that for sure <clears throat> so um yeah you you're looking uh, uh, now what was the point of that you were
4: just talking well, I was pointing out that uh, this is a guy that wanted to do the right thing he He actually defended somebody that was accusing somebody wrongfully, and he got killed. So this is what happens when you got a bunch of bad guys and they want to go their own way. they will kill you mm-hmm. and it has happened and, but and I also think it's fascinating just for a point of interest that uh, is that uh, that uh, this is a fast that's remembered. Among the Orthodox, they still have it's rabbinical. I'm stressing mm-hmm. rabbinical; it's not biblical. Mm-hmm. But they still have a fast of this guy even today to remember his yeah, that's right. his faithfulness, his desire to right. honor God, so, and the fact that he was killed. That's right. And <coughs> and so I talk about Jeremiah's influence, with, especially in the Orthodox world. That's there's an example. Mm-hmm, okay, do you want to take another? Let's call? go. Let's go.
3: I think it's it's Alva. Is that right? Uh, on, on line one. I believe she is with yes. us. Hi, Alva. Good to talk with you. I appreciate your calling in we We need another perspective. Are we just sort of are we totally out out to lunch on this, or are we looking at God's word and going, "How does this apply? you know it, Does it have any application at all to God's people or to us as a even as a society today Well, okay, I feel first
5: of all. Okay, what's the difference between what you were talking about—the seven-year uh, when they let them set
4: free—isn't the year of jubilee the same thing? No. 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 Expand.
3: What's okay. the difference between that idea and Ju- the uh, year? Jubilee, jubilee was every fifty years, every, right? Forty-nine.
4: Well, why did you right. ask me if you're going right. to answer? Because uh, I'm. I'm just asking. Is that yeah, the idea? That is, know? yes. Yes, the, the jubilee is every fifty years. Yeah. So. Uh, but this is the and they were set year. free also, right? I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. And they were set free then as well, right? I don't know. Is that what she said? It's the year, yes. That yes. would be yes, and sometimes it right. would have concur, be concurrent.
3: Alva, can you hang on? We've got to take a quick break here. Uh, the clock is against us, but can you hang on and come back with us after the break? Yes. Okay. I'm going to put you on hold, and we want you to stay with us, though. And we'll come back right after this short break, folks. Uh, if you'd like to join us, 210-340-9585. And we're talking about the idea tonight of does the book of Jeremiah, does God's warnings, God's commands, how do they relate to us as the people of God in our country, in our society, and as a, as a culture? Let's talk about it when we get back.
4: Thou art strong Jesus keep me From all wrong
0: This is the Bible Live With Soapy Dollar
4: I'll be satisfied As long As I walk Let me walk close to thee
3: All right we are back our final segment for the program this evening and we're talking about the book of Jeremiah hey, Alva, don't and, and we've gotten She's right Alva. down to where the rubber meets the road we're talking about what is the application Do, is there any kind of application that we get from the prophet Jeremiah for the times in Would which we live. An
4: app we have to put on our phone?
3: Let's yeah. bring Alva back up and let Alva uh, – we didn't let you uh, – you had an idea, a thought, when you called in. And I'd right. uh, like to kind of get your thought. Of, uh, is there some application? Is, there, is God the same God, the God of the Hebrew Scriptures, well, the New Testament?
5: Where yes. is God in all of his and mix And first today? of all, God says he, he does not change.
3: Right, that's true It's
5: the same yesterday, today, and forever mm-hmm. Right?
0: Yes,
3: without okay. a doubt
5: now, And and I do feel like Okay, uh, if they had the same thing like, And maybe they do in Israel I don't know But let's say here in America If they had that same law You know, how many people would take advantage Of trying to get everything they can Knowing that they can't pay it back And be set free Mm-hmm. Is that not like stealing? I mean, I don't know. Society has gotten right now like you were talking about just so far to the left now mm-hmm. that I never dreamed that I would see this in America.
3: No, you're right. I, I agree and I, I get and I see exactly the point because that's that's the point of tension that we see in the culture is that, you know, people go out on their credit cards and they get they just get themselves way overspent and way out of balance with so much debt. And then, of course, the idea is that you call this 800 number and these people, they're going to get you out of it and you don't have to pay back, you know, but just a tiny percent. Or Now, on the other hand, and we talk about that kind of debt, on the other hand, some of that might be, and Jacob could speak to this, I think, uh, is, is all of that debt um, – Legitimate in the sense of uh, their, of the overcharging charging in terms of the nineteen percent interest rate and things like that, Alva. Uh, right, right. I, I, I've I've talked about this, and so there there could be something in there as well on the idea that we shouldn't be charging that this kind of interest on people. I, I get it. But it's just I get also the point you're saying that if we if we knowingly right. take out the loan and we knowingly take the money and spend it, then with the idea that we're just going to not pay it back, is that not stealing? So you you got a good question. It's not. I'm not saying that the, all these things are easy to answer necessarily, but I'm wondering to speak with clarity about God's laws and, and God's word here. What should we be doing? And are we actually seeing some of the extremes and some of the the disobedience to God by God's people in this time of Jeremiah? Are we as a society, and particularly, I think, the people of God, those of us who claim to, be, to love God, to want to serve God and obey God, uh, are we compromised? Uh, are we not forgiving? Are we... Stealing? Are we, you know, disrespecting the value of life in in terms of being involved in these things and allowing the killing of innocent children and, and and these other things, the perversions and so on that we talk, they're all there. They're all here in our culture. The battle is here. There's no doubt about it. I don't think anyone would would argue with the fact that we are a society divided, and a lot of it is along these moral, even biblical, spiritual lines that. Uh, a lot of those lines are being crossed, and, and uh, that seems to be the struggle that's going on. Um, Jacob, you got a, a th- uh, how does we saw how it worked out in Jeremiah's time? Uh, God judged them. Nebuchadnezzar came; he they killed millions of Jewish people. The the Israel was, Jerusalem was destroyed, not one stone left on another. I mean, they God. Judge them 70 years of exile taken out of the country uh, and not saying that that would so, happen to us
4: necessarily. So if but if that's the lesson, then how do you not have that not happen?
5: Right. That's what I was going to say. It, 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 uh, if God didn't uh, forgive and Gomorrah, why is he going to forgive America? <laughs>
3: yes. I was just thinking of that quote from, I think, Billy Graham's uh, daughter, and Graham Lotz. Uh, if God didn't forgive Solomon Gomorrah, how, how is he possibly going to forgive us? And,
5: and Well, I think— Yeah, go ahead. I think what's wrong is that there's so many people that are divided, like you said, you know. Now, I don't know whether it's because of the enemy with confusion and all that, and maybe we're not teaching the way we're supposed to be teaching, Mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of the young people are confused because you do one thing and say another. Yes. But in the long run, What's wrong with the people that do the wrong thing is they don't want to be accountable to anybody, much less a God.
3: Right, yes.
5: So, you know, because you know that we're all accountable to God.
3: Ultimately, we believe that we ultimately we will be at least someday. And right? even in this life,
5: well,
4: let's that's see. what we're talking let's about. See, is uh, that well, Let's see if we can actually find a passage to address this. Yeah. Okay.
3: Alba, you want to hang with us and stay with us? Okay, yes.
5: Okay, good. Go ahead, Jacob. I like like this conversation. (laughs) Good.
3: I appreciate you being a part of it. Thank you.
4: you. We always say things like, because we're doing this, because the kids do this, we do that. Well, let's see what in the world they did. Let's see. (laughs) Chapter 44 of Jeremiah. How about this? It says, The Lord of Hosts, God of Israel. By the way, just as a quick aside note, we'll discuss sometimes what Lord of Hosts is. Mm-hmm. It does not occur in the Torah. It only occurs in uh, the prophets. Okay. And it always says only God, the God of the Bible. So it can't be other gods. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let me mm-hmm. go back. I, I don't want to get sidetracked. The true and living Lord, God, yes. Uh, 44 2. The Lord of Hosts, God of Israel says, You have seen the disaster I brought upon Jerusalem and all the towns of Judah. They are in ruins today. No one lives there because the evil they did to anger me, going to offer sacrifices and serve other gods whom neither you nor your ancestors knew. I constantly sent sent you my servants, the prophets, to say, don't do this abominable, uh, abominable thing. Sorry. Um, uh, which I hate. These people did not listen nor pay attention, but by turning their back from their wickedness and refusing, to sa- they continued to sacrifice to other gods. Therefore, my anger and wrath were poured out against the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, which became a desolate ruin, and they still are today. Now, so we know what the issue was with God was not paying attention to the one God and his laws. If they did other things, that we don't have to imagine people saying things, doing different things. We have absolute concrete explanation of what was wrong and what they did wrong. Mm -hmm. So there you go.
3: And like I said, the same God, God doesn't change. And uh, now it's a little more, when we say that, I'm not trying to say it's a little more complex than that, but I think we do have to know about God and God's character. And and primarily, he judged the people in the nation of Israel based on his people, called by his name. And I think, if I understand correctly, uh, some people talk about the fact that, God if God judges America, he's going to be judging it on the basis of his people. Now, right. There are either too few of us in this culture, too few genuine real followers after God, real followers of Jesus the Messiah or you know, seriously people who are serious about obeying God, there are either too few of us to make a difference. And yet if I understand correctly, if my people, God says, will humble themselves and pray, not, not those outside the faith, no, not those who don't love God and, and even hate God or reject God or whatever, but he judges the nation based on his people. And so whether we're too few to make a difference or it seems like the idea, Alva, is that we are – that God's people in our society are, are compromised. That God, as God looks at His people, those of us who do know the Lord and walk with the Lord, we are caught up in some of those same sins. And, and like you said a while ago, when the young people look at us, they don't see us living out uh, that faith and that obedience, and that, and they see perhaps many well, these people, people here, who call themselves Christians or believers caught up in the same perversions, so the same sins. I think
4: we should be avoided yes. then. If, yeah. if if you're correct, Soapy, the thing uh-huh. that the gods people, as you put it, should do is avoid false gods and idols. In fact, did you know well, uh, idol worship is for a big a biggie for God? In fact, did you know there's a store in San Antonio that sells idols?
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm not gosh. surprised.
4: Yeah. Did you know? Do, do you know what the name <laughs> right. of the store is? The, uh, what is the name no. of the, st- the store? Yes. No, no I don't. Okay. Well, this is a joke, folks. Don't get okay. mad. I'm not. Don't the company sue me? But it's it's uh, it's idolatry. A Dollar
5: Tree.
4: <laughs> it's a joke. Okay, like a joke. Right. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a okay, Dollar we
5: got it. We okay. got it. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. When well, you have to explain it, <laughs> that's right. That's
4: okay. No, okay. I'm joking. Dollar Tree is a wonderful but, store. Go buy something. But there may
3: tomorrow. be yeah. There, but there may be uh, in, in no, a way. No, they do not sell idols. No, know, no, no. You're not talking about them. Dollar course, Tree but, does not sell <laughs> idols. Okay? But to take seriously the idea, are, are we? Um, are there idols of, of in our culture, well, society? When, we, well, here's a here's an when, thing.
4: When America, ah,
5: when
4: I hear America something. was go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead.
5: When America was established, it was founded in God, right? Because our motto is in that's, God we trust. That's, right?
3: That's I believe that's true.
5: And when the Jewish nation was. question coming nowadays,
3: to the... of course. That everybody's
4: saying, oh, that's not <laughs> yes.
3: true. But well, it seems to me be very just clear. just told
4: me to let her talk. I know, Maybe I know. you should do
3: that. Yeah, I, I, I am. I want to. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Alva.
5: <laughs> anyway, anyway, when the Jewish people were coming into the new land, God told them, when you come into your new land, in Deuteron- Deuteronomy 18, mm-hmm. it says, do not do these certain things. And one of them was witchcraft. Yes. Right? And yes. the homosexuality, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. And stuff like this. And it's so prevalent now. And I don't and I'm not saying like you said, we don't judge the outside world. It's in our own like you said, it's God's people. hmm And uh are we conforming to the world, that's what I would like to know, you know, because it seems to me like there's several yeah. churches and, and if you don't have a lot of rock and roll type music and stuff like this, the kids don't come. Well, I understand that God wants the kids to come because we change. I mean, I mean, there's progress. I know. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But is it because everything that's falling apart, is it because the Antichrist is getting ready to set up? Yep. Or is he already there? I don't know. I mean, there's a law in California right now, and I don't know if you know or not, But do you know that if you steal less than $700, they will do nothing to you?
3: Yes, I've heard about that on the news the last uh, month or so. It's a relatively new law, right? Yes. Yeah, I I do. I I have heard of that, yes.
5: And then I'm going, so what keeps the people from not from? It's like temptation, like stealing. Well, as long as I don't steal over $700, they can't do nothing to me. Yeah.
3: I mean, you know. If our, if our listeners don't know about that, it is true. And there was, you know, the, they passed that because the lawlessness and uh, people living on the streets and living in their own waste. And, and oh, California is just really, uh, you know, it's gained the reputation of being this beautiful, beautiful state. And San Francisco. And, and it LA. is beautiful. And it is, but. but. They're falling into such chaos and disarray that you know street people living on the streets. Let's just take a look at idols. Let's
4: say because you were quoting (laughs) Joe Biden, but let's say that somebody says not just abortion, but after a child is born, that you should have the right to extinguish that life.
3: that has been said, yeah.
4: And what is the reason? It's for taking care of the climate. Mm -hmm. Why is the climate important? So we can have better crops. Tell me that's. That's why they're
5: killing the kids.
4: Mm -hmm. That's let's not tell me that's not the ancient god of sacrificing children so we have better lives, better riches, better crops. They used to say some cultures sacrifice a virgin so they'd have great crops the following year. So if a person, let's say, not even talking about abortion, let's talk about afterbirth. And So a child is born, and you kill that Mm -hmm. baby, and you want to fix the climate because you're going to be less people, less people affecting the climate, so Mm -hmm. you'll be able to grow better crops. Tell me that's not sacrificing to an idol that's going to give us a better recovery. A false
3: god of extreme environmentalism. It's
4: it's, all mixed up. It's the god of
5: Molech, isn't it? That's
4: exactly what the ancient gods were. Mm Mm-hmm. And so there's always a you do I give you something, God gives you something back that's a, that's not Judaism, mm-hmm. that's not Christianity, right that's a different kind of God. You're bribing, you're paying, and that is when I hear this stuff about the the not the babies, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, so the environment, so there's less people to affect the environment, the environment will be better. And I think, isn't that exactly what the some of those ancient religions were? We sacrifice mm-hmm. a living being. So that we can have better crops, I'm thinking. My gosh, it's the same religion as back then.
3: Without a doubt, I mean, and, yep. and that 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 is not an an exaggeration. That is, and as I was saying just this past week, folks, you can go back and listen to the uh, seven hour long Democratic debate. And the extreme ideas that were thrown out there of, of all kinds, but one of them was that we've got to stop this restriction that America has on on uh, not supporting abortion in, in underdeveloped and poorer countries. We've got to take that away immediately, so that those women too can abort children, and and so that they can solve their economic problems, and and all of that. A lot of that is being done in the. In the name of environmentalism, because the planet is going to blow up and not exist anymore in twelve years if we don't stop global warming, and we're going to there is this extremism. Yeah, this extremism, and these are in fact false gods. uh, Extreme environmentalism, and all these these things that people bring up to justify these extreme uh, behaviors, uh, perversions and, and, and well, cruelty to, and so
4: you on. have to Well, uh, you, you have to believe that in order to do that. You asked the question earlier, what would make a person sacrifice their child on the burning hands of that uh, Ben Hinnom? Mm-hmm. What would make a person do that? Well, what would make a person, after a child is born, Mm-hmm. Go ahead and extinguish the life of that child. Is it to affect the environment? I uh, to me, I see such such an absolute consistent comparison. I'm thinking, wow. By the way, in uh, chapter 46 of Jeremiah, hate to go back to what we're supposed to talk about, but it talks about no, no, no. <laughs> God's word came back to the prophet of Jeremiah about the nations. Uh-huh. Now, what's important about that? We're coming to the end of Jeremiah, right? So now it's coming about the the the, uh, the nations. Mm-hmm. He will then now go into talking about 11 different nations, the worst of all the nations. Mm-hmm. But that also brings up way back in chapter 1 of Jeremiah, in chapter 1, verse 5, when he was told, You are a prophet to the nations. Right. And so here it is coming to the end, Jeremiah, and now he's going to explain why he's a prophet to the nations. They're going to be punished mm-hmm. for what they have done. And so he'll go on from 46, he'll do us through 11 different nations. Yeah.
3: Yep. Egypt. Uh, uh, I see Egypt there. <laughs> Prince
4: what is the Philistines is Moab. Uh-huh. They go Moab, the Ammonites,
3: the Philistia. Yeah. yeah, there they are. There they are.
6: Well, very good. Alfred, thank you it, for calling is it, in.
5: Is it the spirit of greed?
3: Greed. I, I I don't doubt that at all. Uh, the God of ease and comfort and wealth and and uh, I mean we we worship right. the Almighty Dollar. Uh, pardon the pun, since my name is Dollar, we have to be careful there. But uh, ah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, you don't
4: own a store, do you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I
3: don't. It's not my tree. No, it's not the Dollar Tree. Um, no, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, worshiping uh, comfort and ease and wealth and. Uh, you know, greed, greed is, could be there as well. All of these can be seen and understood as idolatry and following after false gods. Um, no doubt about it. I, 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 I appreciate you calling, Alva. I, I'm going to let you go. Our, our time thank is just you. about up for the program. But thank well, you, you for all be blessed. Into, and thank you.
5: Thank th- you for bringing
3: it up. You bet. You know, we've got to look at this uh, book. At, Tonight, what we've done is we've taken the book of Jeremiah, and I think Jeremiah in particular, Jacob, is is relevant to us. Maybe even more than some of the other prophets, although that's not for me to say.
4: You would know. Well, Jeremiah is also something I want to add real quick. Jeremiah is kidnapped. Yeah. He He was told by God, don't go to Egypt. So he didn't. But he was kidnapped and uh yeah it's basically it's in chapter 43 mm-hmm. and chapter forty four he was kidnapped he was down there now we know that he was told when he was in Jerusalem in Judah to not marry, not have kids mm-hmm. but when he that was only that in that place mm-hmm. when he got down there, he evidently got married and had kids now even today, if it's correct, it is if it's not it's not. But reputedly, there's a spot called the, the burial spot of the Jeremiah. The tomb of Jeremiah. Yeah. In Egypt. Mm-hmm. So he's down there. Now, he was kidnapped and taken. And what I was just reading to you, the last passage I read, is what God says. You're going to go down to Egypt. You're going to start following these gods again, just like you did. And you saw what happened in Judah and Jerusalem. But you're going to go down to Egypt. You're going to do the same thing because the influence of false religions always affected everybody. it Indeed, it affected the Jews. Mm -hmm. The Jews have T-shirts that says, been there, done that. Mm -hmm. So they read the same Bible. They say, wait a minute, I got the idea. God doesn't like us to go after other gods. He doesn't want us to, because every god has their own rules, their own religions. So the Jews got the idea. And now what's fascinating is, So God is going to say, down in Egypt, you're going to do the same thing. There's something so powerful about the other gods, but the logic in the end of Jeremiah, and I'm just jumping ahead because of time, Mm -hmm. but there's a logic that these, especially the women give when you're talking about the Mm -hmm. queen of heaven. Mm -hmm. They're saying, look, the reason we're doing this is God in Judah and Jerusalem proved he didn't do a thing. He didn't save us. So why should we worship him? We're going to go after this other religion. Seems like pretty good because, you know, Egypt's still here. Nobody's messing with Egypt. And they have these gods, the Queen of Heaven, which in Babylon was Ishtar. But they have this other thing. And their logic was, and you can see the logic. It's like, quite frankly, there were a lot of Jews after the Holocaust in Nazi Germany. They said, hey, there was a theory that maybe God's dead. Or the he didn't out. save us. He didn't deliver yeah, so us. So if that's what's mm-hmm. happening and somebody else comes along with a different religion and says, this is the real religion. Let's do this. And your logic is, well, you know, things didn't go so. Maybe they're right. Because hey, if, if you could be convinced, if you had some tragedy in your life, God forbid, but suppose it's some child or something, and you say, man, if i just do this if i worship this way god is going to save my child you might do that and that's the logic of what's going on and has gone on that's the attraction of other gods and other <clears throat> gods but I was one thing i want to add real quick the other gods always require something to give something back the difference of the jewish god the christian god is it's not required that you do something You do stuff for your fellow human being. Mm -hmm. It leaves out that little bit of
3: negotiation that you pointed out right there in your statement. It leaves out the element of obedience, right, obeying God's commands. In other words, God judged us, so the solution to that is not, hey, let's get right with God, let's repent, let's turn from our wicked ways, let's seek God's face and turn back to him – the solution is well. God's going to judge us, and it didn't protect us from being.
4: Is that our music?
3: Yeah, okay. God yeah. didn't protect us, so now we've got a. Yeah, we can. We're free to go to this other God. Well, try we're him not out. Free?
4: You're wanting. You need something. We need a anyway, God who's going to let us do be, what we want to do. You should always be the kind of person you would like to have for a All right, folks. Good to have you tonight. Thank you
3: for helping out, Alva, Harold, others in your thoughts and prayers. Let's uh, see what God will teach us in the. Months and years to come. God bless. Bye-bye. Bible
5: Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box
3: 18888. San Antonio, Texas 78218.
1: Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at nine o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on the, the Bible, Bible Live Quiz, Quiz Show. Show. Visit our website, biblelive.com. That's biblelive.com for more information about Soapy and the Bible Live broadcast.
5: You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire
3: Bible every year to America and the world.